0: Welcome to The Flourish Podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode as we learn, grow, and flourish together as a community of women. Hi, this is Penny. Thanks so much for joining me for The Flourish Podcast today. There's some thoughts I'd like to share today about something that's been on my mind for a good little while now. And if I were to put a title to it, I would call it We Don't Want Your Blessings. It's kind of an odd title, but hopefully I'll explain as time goes on here in this little podcast. There are quite a few songs that circulate among the church that contain the words, we don't want blessings, we just want you. Or perhaps, I'm not here for blessings, Jesus, you don't know me anything. And I 100% Understand the perspective and appreciate the sentiment in those words. We obviously don't want our Christianity to be just about ourselves. And it's obviously very clear that he doesn't owe us anything. However, there's something in me that isn't able to wholeheartedly jump in during these songs. And I'd like to share my thoughts on why. I've read mm-hmm. a few of Watchman nee Knee's book, books and One statement he made is that the daily life of a Christian can be summed up in one word, receive. And I would agree with him. I would agree with that sentiment. I am completely dependent on my Heavenly Father for everything, from courage to wisdom to boldness to kindness And on and on the list goes, encompassing my physical, my spiritual, my emotional needs. I don't know whether it's because I'm just so aware aware of my inabilities or perhaps because I've so strongly identified as being Abba's child, his little child, that I constantly feel the urgent need for his blessings. The Bible's pretty clear when it says, without faith it's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must be, first believe that he is and believe that he is a rewarder of those who seek him. That's Hebrews eleven six. He says, if you come to him, you have to believe that he's a rewarder. Now, I know that doesn't mean we should be presenting our little lists of wishes and our whims and That should be the the focus or the sum total of our walk with God? Of course not. But I do very much believe it covers the fact that He, and only He, gives us everything we need, everything that pertains to life and godliness. Therefore, that means we're going to be needing a lot of things from Him. If he's the giver of every good and perfect gift, like James 1.17 says, then logically we will always, without ceasing, be asking him for some type of blessing or assistance or help or favor. You know, obviously we should hopefully be asking him to search our hearts, see if there's any hurtful thing in us, like Habakkuk did when he set himself apart and said, I'm going to write down and, and see how I shall respond when you reprove me. Our heart has to be open for that. We have to not just want our Father to give us things, but also to change us and to challenge us and to work in our hearts and in our character. But to think that God exists in a vacuum, apart from his nature as a giver, a rewarder is unrealistic. And although I hate to be so abrupt, it seems somewhat religiously pious. It creates a narrative of us coming to God without a chronic understanding of our desperate state and his chronic desire to give to us. God is a giver. He delights to give to us. We'll always be in need of his blessings every time we enter his presence. I will go as far to say that one of the things, if not the most important thing that pleases God is our willingness to take him at his word and ask and believe him for everything we need. That pleases God. The Bible says without faith, it's impossible to please God. When you're using faith, it's because you're believing for something you're asking and you're believing and you're holding fast for something. To me, that exemplifies the precious dynamic between a little child and a true father. Matthew 18:3 tells us that we're supposed to be converted and become like little children. That's what I feel like. I feel like a little child. I feel like a desperate person in need of God. Like I said, for every area of my life. Then the next Section of the Bible really articulates the power of needing, wanting, and asking for His blessings. 2 Peter 1 2 through 4 says, Grace and peace will be multiplied to you in the what the Greek says is the intimate, precise, and accurate knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord, seeing that His divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. For by these, his glory and excellence, he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises, so that by them you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. There is so much information in this section of scripture. But I want to focus on a couple of things. His divine power is where we receive everything we'll ever need. That, that says that very clearly. His divine power is granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness. So every day of our lives in our in personal, practical ways regarding touching others' lives, everything that pertains to our life and our ability to live a godly life. It goes on to say that he has given us precious and magnificent promises. If you study the Bible, you'll get an understanding how, of how all-encompassing those promises are. The bottom line is that they cover every single thing that applies to you living a fruitful and abundant life. But the last line is something that really speaks so loudly to me. It says... We will become partakers of his divine nature by receiving the promises of God. Wow, I love that. That's so interesting. In other words, when we learn how to live under his favor, his smile, his protection, his provision, and we live desperate for his blessing, we are actually being infused by his nature and are becoming more like him. We're becoming partakers of the divine nature by choosing to let him take care of us and asking him for the things we need and desire. We eliminate the need for the corrupt lusts that tries to have our needs met apart from God. You know, Jacob, he's kind of a great example of how he tried. His mother tried. They tried so many different ways to get the blessing that they wanted, but finally He got into a wrestling match with God. And he was to find out that that's that's the only place his blessing would come in his life. And he wrestled and refused to let go of him until he received that blessing. And that seems to me sometimes that that's the blessing that we're singing that we don't really need or don't want. I don't want your blessings. I just want you. I don't know how you separate the two. I just don't understand it. Maybe if someone else has some insight onto that, you, you can share it with me. But I think we do well to learn that needing and wanting God's blessing is a really good thing. It's not a prideful thing. It's not a selfish thing. It's a reality thing. It's just how we have to live. And please understand, I don't mean that we focus on selfish desires or foolish pursuits. I've heard Keith say before, if you received everything you prayed for, would the world be better off or would just you be better off? And my personal belief is that if we pray first, that our character would represent Him, that we would be a fragrance of Him everywhere we go. You know, I often say that the word the Lord gave me this, you'll be a crown of beauty in the hand of the Lord. I want to be that. I want to touch lives for good. But we're also not timid to ask for the things that we have need of. Yes, in fact, the world will be better I personally am completely ineffective in loving others without the constant help of God in my life. Philippians 2.4 says, Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Many of my prayers center around needing to make good life decisions about upcoming opportunities or relationships that need fostered, people that need my help, my influence, asking God to make a way Many are for people with physical, emotional, spiritual needs. But I'm also not afraid to ask my father for for perhaps just the right home that we need to live comfortably and safely, or even something as crazy as the ability to perhaps put in a pool in our property if that's what we wanted to do for our grandchildren. God's a father. He's a giver. In my mind, it's impossible to approach God In an ethereal, mystical, pious way that excludes his giving nature. I just don't know how to do it. And my constant need for his help. When I come to God, I always have in mind his goodness, his kindness, his mercy, his compassion, his care for me. I come to him with faith and gratitude, but also knowing who I am. I am a little child who needs her dad in every possible way. So thanks so much for joining me today. And if you have any thoughts, you can either write them on the Facebook page where the um, podcast is or Instagram or or whatever, or you could text me. I would love to hear your thoughts. And even if you have some different ideas on this, but thanks for being with me and joining. I I appreciate you listening. Love y'all. Thanks for listening to the Flourish podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode and share it with your friends. For more information about Flourish, our annual conference, or to join our community of women, visit nrpflourish.com. See you next time.